ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 368th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons went down today 25-15 to to the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers here at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. It was a uh, hard-fought game. The uh, Panthers ran the ball uh, at the Falcons, didn't get real fancy with what they wanted to do. Uh, hit, a, hit a couple big plays there and uh, pulled away late. Their field goal kicker bounced back and had a good day. The Falcons' field goal kicker did not. Young Way Koo missed a couple extra points where Mr. Eddie Panero was money for the most part. He missed one himself, but he hit a couple 40-yarders and 48-yarders to help lift the Panthers to a 25-15 victory over the Falcons and dropped them out of first place by a half game with Tampa Bay playing the Seattle Seahawks. I know in the last podcast I said the Steelers, I crossed those NFC games up, but they are playing Seattle and Munich Sunday morning at 9.30. So you can know the Falcons are in first place before you go to church there. Uh, if you, you know, go a little bit later. Uh, but if you go to the early service... The game will be on when you get home. So there you go uh, for your Sunday viewing. But the Falcons, uh, this they never they had opportunities late, but they were never in sync. The run game was shut down. They were held to 33 yards rushing in the first half, uh, but somehow managed to make it a 22 to 15 game with, and got the ball back with 2:56 to go. But you know, at that point, it's a drop back game. And Coach Smith has said all year how he's got to stay out of drop-back games, and we saw why. They gave up two sacks. Uh, they ran the ball, actually, on first down, trying to pop one, and then gave up two sacks. Uh, so there were no real threat to move that ball uh, down the field and score. And then Carolina came back and added a field goal to make it more than a one-score game. So, um, you know, this was a tough one for the Falcons. Uh, you know, of course, after the game, everybody wanted to know, that, did you – Think of going to Desmond Ritter. So we asked Coach Arthur Smith, "Are you? did you consider putting in Ritter? No, trying to win the game, Josh. Got the ball back, a chance to go win it, or tie it at the end. Our guys keep swinging. So there's a lot of things we got to do better. And uh, it starts every, you know, everywhere. It starts at the top with me. And there's a lot more that goes into quarterback play than just stats. And, uh, we, you know, we got to protect better. We got to do everything better. All right. Big thing here, you know, Carolina didn't do anything fancy. They ran it straight up the middle uh, at the Falcons, then hit them outside with a little flare pass, a little backwards pass uh, that LaVisca Chenault took 41 yards. Uh, but it was, a, it was a thobbing, you know, backbeat today, just 47 carries, 232 yards. Uh, the most the Falcons get, has, have given up this season. Uh, they gave up 177 in Cleveland. But, you know, that's Nick Chubb in Cleveland. And then uh, the 130 by Deontay Foreman, 
31 carries for 130. That was also the most given up to one back this year. Deontay Foreman had uh, 118 against the Falcons on October the 30th, and Nick Chubb had 118 on uh, October the 2nd. So, I mean, when somebody runs the ball, on, that's, a, um, that's a, a football violation. If somebody runs the ball on you almost 50 times, uh, 232 yards, 4.9 yards a carry, the uh, rest of the league sees that, and they're like, hey, we're getting ready to run the ball on them too. And Coach Smith knows that. He said, hey, Chicago's going to come in here and run the ball 500 times. So um, that's, that's the life they're going to live until they stop the run. You know, and we that that'll help their pass numbers. But you know, now um, you know the Panthers put it out there that hey, you could run on the Falcons. Here's what Arthur Smith said about the run defense and their issues today. They kept back, and you know when you run as one of those zone schemes, D let, and they cut back, and we're out of a gap. They had some, some decent runs there, and uh, they kind of grinded it out. And like I said, it wasn't great by either team on third down, but they they had more than we did. All right, uh, he wasn't very happy today, understandably so. So we wanted to know what Carolina did differently here on Thursday Night Football compared to 10 days ago. I don't really think it was much. They ran the same calls. They just won some of the battles up front early, but they brought five-man pressure a bunch last time we played them. Everybody does against us. Not many people are playing us straight up. So we're kind of used to it, but again, they, they, they got a good front. And uh, they won some of the matchups early. Uh, we stuck with it. I don't have the numbers in front of us, but we kept chipping away, and we, we hit some runs. Uh, Algier hit some runs. Huntley hit one down there in the third quarter. And uh, probably the reason we had a chance late. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they, they did have the chance late, but they never really, uh, you know, you had the one drive, but uh, you never, you know, was not much consistency there. So, you know, Jake Matthews uh, had a whirlwind day. His son was born, Beckett. Beckett is uh, their son's name. They, they uh, Maggie, Miss Maggie did the hard work there. Uh, so congratulations to Matthews. But he, he made it back an hour before kickoff. And uh, here's what Coach Arthur Smith said about Jake Matthews uh, coming back after uh, witnessing and taking part in the birth of his first child. Yeah, we left last night. Asked him on the plane if how Maggie was doing, and they thought that she was going to get induced on Sunday. So, you know, he was shooting down to the doctors what he told me yesterday. And then he woke up this morning, and obviously uh, she went into labor. And so he thankfully went uh, went down there and uh, saw his first uh, baby born. And then thankfully Mr. Blank was able to pick him up and, and get him up here, and he played. It says a lot about Jake, and got to be there for the birth of his first child. And he came back and wanted to play. Yeah, and Jake did. He uh, he played today, and so we talked to him after the game. Here's what he had to say on welcoming his child and then hopping on a plane. He was born, I believe, at 3:15, and I was I left to um, get on Mr. Blank's plane at 3:30. So I got 15 minutes with him, and it was just it was whirlwind, man. I, but um, I, I was just happy to make it here. It, it was cool. I got back in the locker room the way the guys reacted. And also, you know, um, like they said, they, Jake thought he was in the clear, uh, but then he started checking his phone. I talked to him afterwards. We got a video. We'll have a video up on AJC.com too. And then, uh, you know, so he checks it, and he, he finds out his wife's in labor. So then he's got to get here. 
And so they um, look for flights and uh, commercial and charter, uh, but they couldn't get one. So um, one of the security members of the team, they jumped in the car and got here. Said they may have been going over speed speed limit a little bit. But uh, so he told us about when he got the call from his wife, Maggie. So the night before, uh, you know, I told her good night, went to bed. She said something felt funny. She thought she might have been sick. So I'm like, oh, all right, well, you know, we're scheduled to be induced on Sunday. Just hang in there, I'll play this game, get back Friday, and, you know, we're on schedule. Um, but, yeah, when, when I heard the hotel phone, I knew something was wrong. So. Yeah, well, there, yeah, because, yeah, the hotel phone never rings unless, you know, hey, I need some more tiles or something, but... You know, the hotel phone rings, there's a, a yes, usually an emergency. So, you know, that that's a little side note there. Good luck to Jake and his wife and his new family. Now, uh, quarterback Marcus Mariota didn't have one of his better days, 19-30, threw some uh, bizarre down-the-field passes. He said he was trying to spark the team and so forth. Uh, so we asked him about the team's issues offensively. Uh, starts with me. We got to do. I got to do a better job of getting us in and out of good plays. Um, you know, when you're creating negative plays and you're not consistently doing a good job on first and second down, third down gets tough. Um, and then when you're not converting third downs, you're not sustaining drives, you're not scoring points. Yeah, and uh, you know it was raining. Uh, the hurricane, uh, you know, had a little, you know, you know, a little rain up here. It wasn't a torrential storm or nothing, but uh, we did want. We did see some low snaps. So we asked Marcus. Uh, if the weather was a factor? Uh, I didn't think so. Um, playing up in Oregon for a few years, you know, I'm kind of used to weather like this. I'm um, just missing throws. Yep, and uh, like I said, we, it was a little bit more on trying to spark the team and so forth. But with that, we're going to take a break. This is the Orlando Ledbetter with the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean Breeze. Tropical Beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, we're back here at the 368th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. And just a little bit more to go here on the uh, 25 to 15 loss. Dropped the Falcons to four and six, 10 games in, seven games to go. A back a half a game of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are uh, playing in Germany, playing the Seattle six and three Seattle Seahawks on Sunday morning. So if the um, Seahawks beat them, then their Falcons are still tied for first place. Uh, the Saints play uh, the Steelers, and uh, if they win, they'll all be tied for first place at four and six. And the um, Panthers will be one game behind uh, with uh, seven games to go at three and seven. So 
I mean, it's the it's not the end of the world here. They're all bunched up. You know, somebody might take off, but so far um, they haven't. So we uh, wanted to know, you know, the um wanted to know the uh there there's some issues with the offense uh passing. Uh they can hit the in cut routes, uh, but you know, people can jump those. They jumped some screens today, uh made Marcus hold the ball and so forth. Um, you know, in the drop back game is not it's just not there. That's why people are wanting to see Ritter. Uh it's the first time somebody shut down the run game for the Falcons, so uh, that's going to be the blueprint the rest of the way here for the other teams they play. They're going to they're going to try to shut down the run, make them one-dimensional. The game plan doesn't call for Marcus to, to uh, throw 30 times. So that's what everybody's going to try to do from the rest of the way out. So Drake London, he caught one of the touchdowns. Uh, here's what he had to say on the offensive issues. I don't necessarily think think that things went wrong. I just think that we didn't create a spark fast enough. That's pretty much it. And, uh, you know, so and then we're going to close with a couple defenders here. You know, a couple issues that are, are reoccurring. Corderell Patterson didn't have a full load. They, they did him on kickoff returns. I don't know how healthy he is. But uh, Coach said, you know, he's coming back from knee surgery. He really can't play him a whole lot in two games. So he was rotating in a lot of guys. So that's probably – uh, you know, that's the explanation we got for CP not playing as much as he did today. Uh, you know, a long season, they're going to need him down the stretch. So, uh, him, you saw the inside linebackers shuttling in and out, Anderson and uh, Walker. Uh, and then uh, we also asked him about Rashard Fenton, who started at right corner for Cornell Armstrong with A.J. Terrell out. So, you know, maybe they get A.J. T- back and that helps. Uh, but, you know, they're going to need to get um, – some beef up front because uh, people are getting ready to load up and run it at them. And they got to deal with uh, Justin Fields with the Bears trying to, to use him like uh, the Ravens lose use Lamar Jackson. Kind of got ahead of myself there. So let's hear from a couple of defenders, and we're going to wrap it up here. Isaiah Oliver discusses uh, some of the defensive issues that they had. Uh, I think just defensively we didn't come out the way we wanted to. Um, obviously, we wanted to stop the run. We that, day. that was kind of the biggest thing. Um, and then we just left a lot of plays out there, missed opportunities. Um, I think that was the story of the game. Uh, so we just got to come, come back stronger. All right. So, yeah, you know, he's got them convinced they got a lot to play for here. Uh, they're not out or, or eliminated from anything. So we wanted to ask Isaiah on where this team is at right now. I mean, everything's still in front of us, and we understand that. So we just got to know that um, and get back to work and, and just and, and get better, really. Um, get better next week um, and get ready for Chicago and win that one out. That's how the Falcons are looking at it. And uh, then we closed out, uh, you know, wanted to talk to some of the defenders. Uh, and Lorenzo Carter, uh, you know, when we showed him back and forth, he was still in the room. So we, uh, Lorenzo, we had a little one-on-one with him on – uh, you know, some of the issues confronting the defense and what happened today against the Carolina Panthers. How tough was this one for you guys? Uh, yeah, I just played them a couple of weeks ago. Uh, i say it was tough. Anytime you take a loss, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard, but especially in the division. Um, so we got to shake it off. Take advantage of this little time we get off and come back ready to go to work, which I don't doubt anybody's do otherwise. 
Yeah, Coach said uh, what was happening in the run game. He said that they was just zone read, but people weren't in the gaps on the cutbacks or something like that. Uh, I mean, there were a few a few misfits, but I mean that happens sometimes. Uh, we just gotta eliminate the mistakes and just keep playing hard. I mean, I, hats off to them for making plays, but mm -hmm. I mean, my guys never folded, never blinked. Y'all get it to a one-score game. Uh, Y'all thinking, hey, we're still in this. We'll keep fighting. Oh, yeah, we're always in it. Um, that's that's just our DNA. Uh, we're always going to keep fighting, keep swinging to that last whistle. Mm, but at the end of the day, we got to execute better the whole game, throughout the whole game, and keep ourselves from being down and having to claw back. All right, Falcon fans, thanks for listening to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Uh, Special Thursday night football edition. The Falcons were in prime time tonight. Didn't put their best foot forward. Uh, this was a, it was a tough one. They got, uh, it wasn't fancy. It was old school football. They ran a little zone and powered the ball at them 47 times and uh, averaged 4.9 a carry uh, against the, um, you know, the Carolina Panthers did that against the Falcons defense. So with that, we're going to get out of here and, uh, we're going to ask you to enjoy the, uh, you know, weekend, and we'll come back in the middle of the week and start getting you ready for that game against the Chicago Bears on November the 20th at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Take care. Have a great weekend. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.